Hi listeners, uh, welcome to the second part of our discussion about the evolution of music through the various decades. Last time we left you at the end of the 90s. Uh, in this episode we're going to talk about the music in the last decades, uh, the zero zero, whatever you want to call it, and we're also going to talk about current music and the music in the future and where we see uh, pop culture and that kind of stuff evolving. So I hope you enjoy this show. Let's talk about the 2000s. Um, this is interesting. I'm looking. I've almost I've almost forgotten about it, but at the start of the decade and at the late nineties, there was a lot of gangster rap, well, and I've almost forgotten uh, about it. I almost can't imagine that it was ever on the radio. It was mainstream. I'm, I'm looking but. at these. The, this is this is apparently I found a list here. This is some of the biggest songs of the last decade. Maybe, maybe this will bring us back. So uh, this is this is the biggest song, apparently. Uh, let me play this. Play. Yeah, I don't want to hear me. You just want to dance. Yeah, that's the one I was going to mention. Sorry, it's 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 extremely loud. I can't help. This one doesn't have a uh, um, a volume thing going on. But, okay. Uh, but yeah, that's the song I was going to mention. It's, it's, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, by by Outcast. Uh, let, Outcast. Let, let me just let me just play play this one here. So uh, th- I think that was a huge song, right? That was really big. I remember that being big. Oh, that was the song of the decade. I remember thinking at about two thousand three, I yeah. believe. Um, Speaker Box and The Love Below, I believe, were the two albums. Yeah. And I liked it before people liked it, and then when it became popular and you could turn on any radio station and it would be on, I absolutely hated this yes. thing. Yes, I'm just I'm trying to find this one. Here we go. It was a catchy song, but what happened to, to Outcast? They disappeared after that. I think it's it kind of seemed like. Well, they were very popular, sort of in the rap um, scene for quite a while, and then they kind of went mainstream with that. Mm-hmm. And and that song Heya was just everywhere, and it, it drove me nuts. I I hated it, and it put me off the song. And I listened to it a few years ago. And I remember, oh yeah, that was a very very good song. Um, it definitely belongs to be one of the songs of the decade, no question about it, although I did find it incredibly irritating at the time. Uh, apparently the second biggest song here is apparently Seven Nation Army by White Stripes. Are you familiar with this? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't like the White Stripes uh, was, so much. Uh, is that the ding, 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 Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of that one. Apparently, the third biggest song. Yeah. Let's, let's address this. Um, yeah, wake me up. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone actually enjoys that kind of music. I think they just pretend to be more deeper and more smarter that they can understand it, and everyone else is too stupid to understand the genius of uh, Jack White. Is his yes. name? Yes. Uh, it's. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. I, <clears throat> I do. Uh, yeah, I do hate when people do that, and they're like, "Oh, I'm so much." Smarter than you because I enjoy this different different music. Uh, but um, it's kind of very Nirvana though, and in, in the same vein as Nirvana, that the same kind of music snobs came about that, and I never understood yeah. either of the groups. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just music. If you know anything about music, guys, it's all the same. All the notes are the same. It's just a different. It's just different instruments <laughs> that produce it. It's not like it's Hitler music. That's evil. The music is the same for everyone. Trust me, guys, it's the same. But people. People still tend to, uh, you know, people will always fight and argue about pointless stuff like that. Anyway, um, 
another song apparently this this is this is like the fifth uh fifth biggest one is uh green days wake me up what's when september ends um uh, yeah again what do you like well, green when, day when i first started getting into the rock music everyone else was around me into green day so of course i'm not gonna deny it i was into them but then i grew up and realized what kind of crap they actually manufacture and that's what i hate you know these bands this is pop whatever you say this is pop and when when they first started up the big thing was you see green day were failing at the beginning of the 2000s yeah warning didn't do very well at all they started having arguments inside the group and they nearly fell apart so what they decided they decided to come back take a new darker angle and hate the government which was the popular thing back then because bush screwed people over so they appealed to that don't want to be an American yeah, idiot. They, they it's appealed, an awful song. They appealed to that, and loads of people like them, and I and I was one of them. I like them for the actual. I guess I didn't. In, I to tell the truth, I still can't can't understand what Jesus of Suburbia the lyrics. I couldn't understand a lot of their lyrics. Yeah. But I just enjoyed it for the sound, I guess. And uh, but they, they were doing that thing as America's bad, blah blah blah. Even though we get most of our music sales from it. Yeah. And the thing is now, you know, the Bush administration's gone and Obama's in. Yeah. And apparently it's meant to be different, but. Their new album, uh, 21st Century Breakdown, <laughs> they're still playing the same fiddle. They're like, oh, America's bad. What have we done to the world? I'm like, you're earning money from this world and from this screwed up media. What do you want? It's it's just hypocrisy, I think. And if they hate it so much, why don't they exactly, move? But, exactly. But yeah. it's, it's all about money, man. It's all about money. Um, I'm just <laughs> looking, at these, uh, uh, looking at these songs. Um, just looking... Well, yeah, I think to keep it in perspective, we should mention um, that it really was gangster rap and things, at least in New Zealand at the start. And then it, it, it seems to be a thing, isn't it, that there's the same kind of, if you want to call it like the pop, and then there's the rock, and then they kind of like fight who's going to take over, and maybe they get five years of each yeah. decade. They kind of sort it out. You know, you take the kids for this weekend, and I'll take them for the week. And then rap, um, man, isn't They it? always seem to fight, though, don't they? Yeah. Gangster rap takes the place of pop and then it goes to sort of rock and you had that kind of rock sound if, you know the white stripes and uh, green Bay, let's um, say but, but I, I mainly remember from the beginning of I remember 50 cents he was very big uh, here in the uh, West. yeah very very big and apparently he makes the hardest rap ever made and this, <laughs> this is his 2003 opening number one single whatever this is in the club yeah And all all the kids around my school were very into that. I can definitely say that. But that was rap was very. It kind of it kind of is a low point of music when you when you listen to the actual production itself, very sparse, and maybe they rip off some like genius song from twenty years ago. But the lyrics and things, you know, it's nothing, nothing to hold up as a no. classic. Although I do like a lot of rap, and there are definitely some masterpieces oh, on the genre. About, but um, Fifty Cent is not. Forgot to talk about nineties rap, Tupac, and that kind of stuff. We we got all that. But um, uh, I, I was kind of grand, I was kind of grandfathering it right, in, right, but is right, it kind right, of right, formed, right, kind of popped up? Go, this, this is another popular song. I think this is one of the popular songs from the. Uh... Peace up, peace this <laughs> yeah. is very popular. Yeah. So that was very popular, I think, as well. Um, 
I'm so glad that little John was banished to the seventh layer of hell. I mean, that guy just popped up on everything. Uh, I think he's like the T Pain of today, and we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that in the. Uh, um, I think an, another huge one was uh, Gorillas. They were very big in. Um, oh, I like Gorillas. Time, West- yeah. This is one of the big hits. This is feel good ink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the whole first album. It was all excellent. Um, Clint Eastwood was a wonderful song. I, I have great memories of Clint Definitely, Eastwood. Yeah. But, um, so, can we think of anything else really big? I mean, rock-wise, we did have background rock, because when I first started up being really into music, I, I was, of course, what the kids around me were, which was either rap or rock. Mm. So I, I kind of chose rock. And uh, there was a lot of... Well, since since we're talking about like the 2000s things, I should quickly mention about 50 Cent. At the time, he had the song P-I-M-P, and we all know what that yep. spells. But the cool thing about the video was he starts it off with an iPod yeah. at the start, and it was the third-generation yeah. iPod, and I had that iPod. And I was the only kid that I knew with that iPod, apart from my cousin, and she had one before me. I have to shout out to Beth in case she's yeah. listening. Um, and, it, and it was so cool to see him selecting it, and it makes the same noise as he goes through the songs and selects it. And to see an iPod, and it's like, you know, all these rappers and stuff, okay, so the necklace is worth, you know, $14 million US, and they've got the Lamborghini, but I had that iPod, and I had it before it was cool, and before everyone had one, and it was a cool feeling to know, well, I'm listening to that song on an iPod, just the same as the one in the video for the song. It was cool. I mean, it had the iPod before the iPod Definitely. was big. Well, let's, let's move on to the, towards the very end. And this is where auto-tune kicks in and pop and rap and yeah. rock all fused together uh, in a lot of ways. And mm. uh, Kanye West was, uh, I think he was one of the people kind of going forwards in that one. Uh, for example, 2007, this is, uh, this is The Good Life. Let's, uh, let's play a clip from that. Um, yeah. yeah. Good song. Well, it's Michael Jackson references in it, oh, too. Oh, this is, has Pretty Young Thing in the background, yeah. Yeah, but in the video as well. There he is. Yeah. Oh, baby! Yeah, it's no, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, yeah I, I, I remember I, I, I heard it the first time and I'm like, whoa, it's Michael. Mm-hmm. No one believed me. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, that was, that was the first big song of T-Pain. In it. And I have to admit, I did enjoy Graduation. I enjoyed it a lot. And I, I liked 88 and, it I was liked very 88 good. and hard, uh, Heartbreak. I liked the majority of the songs in there. 808. But I mean, he is a bit of a douche. Um, you know, doing his PR thing. <laughs> well, it's fine not to like someone personally, oh, yeah. I mean, but you can just enjoy yeah. the music. But, but, I'm sure that... But the thing is, yeah. I mean, with the internet these uh, days, Kanye is, and auto-tune, Kanye is being parodied so much. I mean, we're getting towards the end of the decade now, and to our time, this is the, the 10th decade, uh, I don't know what you want to call yeah. it, and I mean, this is, this is auto-tune the news I emailed you about a couple of days ago, you know about them, and this is hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, I love what I tune in the news as well. This is um this this is the this is the Kanye TV. Uh, it is well. I had no idea what it was until this report. No Taylor, no 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 Taylor. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you fit in. 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 But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. 
Then we get into the Charlie bit me, but uh, oh, yeah. the thing is, I mean, it's so basically the premise is that they take um, politicians and news clips and they apply the auto tune effect. Definitely, and it's great. They make some great compositions out of it. That's what's happening in this decade. Uh, the popular music is the free online uh, parody, if you know what I mean. Like because sure. the music industry, the actual sales one is dying, as we said last time. You know, records just aren't selling, and the real stars are the. And ah. the real stars are the online people. I just want to play this one more auto tune the news bit here. And um, <laughs> this is, uh, this is, uh, only kidding. Uh, the market value of pot would go down, down, uh. down if you legalized it. And supersize it right now, now, now. $4,000 an ounce. That's way too much. $400 an ounce. That's 10 times the bucks. We need to smoke a little more pot, right? Right, right now, now, now. That huge profit margin would go down, down, down. It's hot for legal. For the needy people. Right now, now, now. Doesn't lead to harder drugs. No more than cigarettes. No, that's I think that, that's a, that sounds better than a lot of the pop songs these days I hear in the, the charts. Uh, I think, I don't know about you, but I think it's genius. Like, what they do here. What they do is genius. Uh, what do you think, Jordan? Well, you have to keep in mind that they do have quite, they have a lot of low quality elements and the videos themselves often have, you know, it's it's fun because of it. It's kind of a DIY look to it. And I agree that they definitely have a lot of talent to do what they do. Um, it could, if it had, I think it would have more polish if it was a mainstream thing. But I do think that's interesting and since we're at the main part of our episode now, we can discuss it. I think it's quite amazing when you think about how powerful um, the tools that the average person has now through a computer. I have GarageBand, and that's probably several times more powerful than any of the equipment used to record Thriller, for example, the greatest album of all time. Is it? Do you think it's a, Do you think it's a good use of talent in a lot of ways? You see the people that are very popular on YouTube, and you think uh, it's a shame that these people don't have original uh, material of their own when they focus on doing parodies and things, because you see the amount of effort. And I always sort of wonder, imagine if they started a new trend, if they were the new mainstream rather than just making videos on YouTube. I know amongst my friends, I have people that spend a lot of time each day watching YouTube videos and they keep up with all the different channels and things. And that's pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of like the new indie music. Remember when that was cool? Um, but it would be interesting if they had their own kind of material as well. What happens is doing a parody pays off so much more than doing an original song because... A parody will get you noticed so much faster and so much more, and then you can do an actual original song. And I think that's what happens. You know, a person will do a parody of something, and then that the the, the subscriber counts and the viewer counts and the attention will actually give them the opportunity yes. to do something of their own. I mean, for example, I think we're an example of this. I mean, we started up the Patriot Cast, which is a Metal Gear podcast, and that's why people listen because they don't want to hear us. And I mean, uh, the uh, you know, and we're doing this, I mean, in a lot of ways because, you know, I think I've gotten enough momentum to get a couple of listeners from the other show and that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, it kind of, it, it helps out and that's, and apparently it's a lot easier to do after all, you know, it's already pre-created material, <laughs> which you just, you know, rewrite the lyrics to or something like that. So, um, but segueing from that, one of the songs that wasn't a parody, and this was huge back in 2007, this is of course uh, none other than... Uh, Yeah, chocolate rain, Jordan. Uh, what are your thoughts? On, what are your thoughts on <laughs> chocolate rain? 
Um, is that the original video? That's the one where you can see him as he yes. leans away to breathe, as, yes. he, as he mentions yes. in the comment. Um, it's definitely very definitely talented, right. and it deserves to be mentioned on mainstream things such as South Park when they have all the YouTube stars fighting to some way to monetize the stream. But um, it's definitely very creative. But at the same time, can you imagine him being on a mainstream song? I can't imagine sort of a, a serious song. It's kind of difficult to imagine that voice well, being on a mainstream song. He's actually had a lot of songs. He had a whole album out. He's not with a label. Yeah, but we have. Yeah, but we haven't heard of them, yeah, right, so... Well, that, that's exactly it. But I think he was huge on... And he's one of the people that didn't sell out. Uh, if, if, you know, if we were, we're, oh, definitely. But the thing is, he made an original song, and this was kind of a, a, a reverse effect. He made an original song, but his song got parodied by pre-existing pop culture uh, establishments. Like, this is Chad Vader doing Chocolate Rain. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, Chocolate Rain. You know, and... And then, and then, like, I mean, that, you know, some dude dressed up as Darth Vader or whatever, but we were talking about Green yeah. Day being huge. Um, the, the drummer from Green Day, Trey Cool, yeah, he actually did a parody of Chocolate Rain on his YouTube page, and I'll play you this, this, this video. And it's in a different key, so, you know, he doesn't get sued and stuff. Chocolate Rain some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. A baby born will die it's, before um, this in chocolate rain. It's, it's not very good, but um, you know what I mean? Like, so something online becomes so big that it actually gets um, the mainstream to, to parody it and to cover it. And I think these days you see all the talk shows and, you know, that kind of stuff. And a lot of the times that, that's what they do. They will take something that's popular online and then they, w they would bring it in and feed off that to get to get audience and views which well we have our version of sort of mtv here in new zealand c4 and they often have the tweet of the week we read tweet twitter so you don't have to and it's incredible i mean it's like these like little parasites and they suck off kind of youtube videos and sometimes they'll just have random funny videos for no reason and you know i you know you, that you've seen them before on youtube and it just seems like mainstream media kind of Stealing it really, um, when it should be a YouTube exclusive I mean, in a way. I've got, I've got, they sort they sort of act like they found it, is what I'm saying. When they I'm play these here. sort of things. You, I, I, do you know Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, he's he, he's one yes. of the many many talk shows in uh, in the US, and uh, he's one of the the guys that's modern. I mean, he he's he you know he's relatively young compared to you know John Stewart or Jay Leno and that kind of stuff. So he's definitely he's what always he's always of the online crowd and that kind of stuff. And I mean, you were talking about tweets. Billy D. Williams, uh, he played Lando Calrissian in uh, in Star Wars. In Star Wars, <laughs> and uh, what they got him is they got him to read out Miley Cyrus's tweets because he's got a smooth, silky voice. I'll play a little bit of it, uh, a bit of it here. Let's play it here. I'm Miley Cyrus, shock the world. Wait, okay, there we go. Actually, deleting her Twitter account, vowing never to tweet again. Hello, I'm Billy D. Williams. And now you and your family can relive all of Miley's greatest tweets with the Miley Cyrus commemorative tweet plate collection. Order now. And every month you'll receive a limited edition hand-fired plate featuring one of Miley's classic tweets. Who could forget? Chili cheese fries for breakfast. Num num. I have the hiccups, y'all. And you see, it's, it's, it, in a way, it's kind of like, 
sad and scary. You know, you have these long-time actors, you know, and in order to make money, they basically... Well, I hear I hear that in the American news, um, you see it on the Daily Show and things, and they say, and this is what you're saying on yeah. Twitter, and they really integrate it into their show, and it's kind of like they're so desperate for a man on the street that they just sort of have a Twitter feed yeah, going all the time. And add us on Facebook. It gets kind of desperate, is the word, really. And I'm the dude who, at the beginning of the show, keeps on telling people to please rate us. So uh, I'm not going to go into the desperate. <laughs> but but yeah. um, uh, be, be, before we wrap up, I mean, it's interesting how you know how the world has changed. I mean, we started talking about music, and now we're just you know talking about straight out about the internet and pop culture in general. And well, I think it is relevant since we're talking about when you think of how people were kind of had the blinders on and this was how you got music and things and everyone was listening to the same sort of music. Perhaps the biggest problem for mainstream music now is that there's so many different types and that people have more ways of getting it and there's more kinds in general that you can't say, this is the number one song, this is what you are going to listen to. Billie Jean, it's the number one song. You know, people can listen to whatever they want and they're... Certainly, it's easier to steal music than ever if people really do want to feel like they're being a rebel, um, rebelling against society, getting a song for free instead of paying $2, you know. But, um, I mean, where do you think this is going to go? I mean, the internet is no longer one of those, you know, a quick thing in the beginning where people grabbed like YouTube. I mean, I wish I started just doing daily videos on YouTube because obviously the people that did back in like 2005 when, it, you know, now apparently someone like Phil DeFranco or someone, that they're making thousands by just staying at home and doing these videos and they're invited to E3 and they're invited to WWDC and they're going there and it all started off because they started doing a video about themselves just talking. So I kind of feel like it's a missed opportunity but mm. back then in 2005 I was 13 so I really don't think I would have been very relevant with my high-pitched voice and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah. you know, it's... So the people, they grab the opportunity and now you have all these vlogs and that kind of stuff. But these days, it's, there are so many of these people, it's kind of becoming like TV became in, in the late 90s where, you know, you can get cable or whatever, satellite, and, you know, you would have 900 channels like here we have on Sky. And there's just so much choice that people just end up watching the same channels they would, you know, normally watch. They watch the movies and they watch the news and that kind of stuff. So... I think these days were bomb. I suppose you could say at the same time, when you when you offer choice, it always becomes kind of crappy as yeah, the word that yeah. comes to mind. When there's so much TV on, I think about all the different nature shows and the different war shows. You know, at any time of day, you can watch something about the World War Two, and there'll be planes blowing up, you know, people, and and it all just goes to hell. I suppose if if you have everything reined in and there's just sort of one big artist at a time that they can just promote the hell out of it, and it somehow becomes big. Definitely. So maybe it's a perception thing more but, than anything uh, as well. As you were saying, you know, there's so much stuff now online. I'm sure there's loads of interesting stuff that we could just read for days non-stop, but it's quite hard to find because there's just so much out there. And I think that's why something like Stumble Upon, I think that's a very, a very... Have you heard of this, Jordan? Um, it's, it's like uh, you install a, a sidebar on your Firefox and stuff, and then you put in things you like, and then you push Stumble, and it takes you to websites that are in your interest. So oh, okay. I think that's very interesting because it allows you to find things that you wouldn't normally find, that kind of stuff. So what do you think is going to be the next big thing in this decade? Because we're at the start and you know how, how things can change from the beginning of a decade to the end. And let's just have a look at the last one, you know, beginning of the decade 2000, what happened in 2000, you know, the internet was still tiny relative, you know, compared to what we have, you know, 
reality TV show started kicking off in the beginning of 2000, and now it's, you know, online and that kind of stuff. But what do you think is going to happen at the end of this decade, in 2019? Well, the best way to work out how things are going is I always look at the little fault well, of the album I've called in iTunes, Cool Songs. And I've got 59 songs here that I've classed as cool at various cool times. And most of them are quite prep songs yeah. after about a year. Um, it's hard to tell. I think about the, I'm looking at the last ones I've bought, the last things I've bought on iTunes. Um, there's a few Kanye West songs. There's some songs from the 80s. Jason Derulo writing solo. Ugh, what was I thinking? Um, and after playing Peace Walker, Sing by the Carpenters. Sing, sing a song, da-da-da. Um, it's hard to tell where it's going, isn't it? It's kind of more of, what would you say the music is in the UK? I'm, I presume it's the same um, to some extent no, worldwide. To the truth. It's kind of R&B uh, pop, I'd say, at the moment stage, still. Uh, last couple of months, I have been listening to Russian radio uh, because a, okay. I want to connect back to, to my roots, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah, and I mean, To the hood. Uh, yeah. That's what you want to call it. Yeah, Soviet hood. Former Soviet hood. But um, it's just, you know, in the last, I, I was really with the music a couple, of, you know, a couple of years back going, you know, what's hot. But these days, you know, I drive in the car, pick up my brother from school, you know, go here, go there. I, uh, what I listen to, I listen to what my parents listen to. I listen to, there's a radio station here called Magic. And it basically plays like mellow songs from the 80s and 90s and 70s. And I'm like, I just stick that because for me, yeah. all those songs are timeless, uh, you know. And uh, they're just calm songs that you can listen to any time. And then I switch on to BBC Radio 1, and it's just your... It all sounds... It, it just, <laughs> it's like, the you know, the loudness war is... Uh, Radio 1 is hard yes. to that. It's just... <laughs> that kind of stuff. And just you don't know what's going in. There's just so much stuff laid on top of each other. And here and there, you'll hear a vocal somewhere. I think what yeah. happens these days is music genre is confused. Uh like when you were saying, like uh, up until the 90s, there was at least some kind of separation. I think these days everything has mixed into one, at least pop wise, like R&B and rap and pop and disco and trance. They've all fused into one thing. And that's, and when you, it's basically like just taking layers and putting it on top of each other. And that's why you get this distorted something you can't understand that kind of stuff it <laughs> doesn't really make sense because they're trying to incorporate everything i mean we have a look like the michael jackson tribute like uh, we are the world 2009 edition that was a perfect example of that you yeah know, they took a song which was a classic you know they had the modern people but the thing is because so many modern artists are rap they had to write a whole rap verse to it and literally there was as many rap rap stars in that studio <laughs> as there were actual singers and um yeah you have you seen that video and you have have you heard that song jordan yeah there are more more guns and liquor bottles than there were <laughs> microphones yeah um i mean the michael jackson parts are awesome they have janet that somehow gets faded in and you can't even really hear her she's so just that high and so the mics are probably not even recording you know they're just like well, yeah yeah janet will either be on you know put it on there, yeah. um but um Maybe it was the evil Jackson estate. They said, right, you want Mike on it, you have to take mm. Janet as well. Make her feel good. Because I, mean, I do have some of her albums, but I don't think Janet Jackson's a very good I, singer I, at all. Uh, is she any good, like, in terms of music that's that's produced to her? No? No? It's 
Oh, sure, from the 90s and early right. 2000s, but as a whole, she's not as good as Britney Spears and things, and that's mm-hmm. who she tries well, to be, days, I suppose. Yeah, which, you know, you've got to keep up with the children. But, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking through this video here. We are as well, 2010. I'm not sure if I should play it, but... Uh, well, you know, they, they, yeah, maybe not. Just before we go, I mean, nothing beats the original demo of yeah. We Are The World, and it's just Michael Jackson the night before that they started singing it. I've got it, and it's awesome. It's just him, and I believe it's one of his brothers playing the piano. It might right, be right. Randy, I think. Um, and it's just epic, and somehow, without all the production, it just sounds a million times mm-hmm. better as a song. Well, guys, on that note, we're going to end this uh, two-episode discussion about the uh, different evolution of music through the decades. <laughs> I apologize for our lack of knowledge uh, about, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, that kind of stuff. We really didn't do research. We did this on the fly because I wanted to have some episodes while I was away on holiday. So these episodes are going to be posted. Next time we're going to have a more planned episode where we talk about different things. We've been talking about music for quite a while. I think we'll move into slightly different topics. As always, if you want to suggest anything you want us to talk about, you know, just email us. Please register on iTunes, all that kind of stuff. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.